Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Raw Show with Michael McDonald and I have a very special guest. We have Courtney Blair joining me today. Courtney, thanks for being a guest on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Courtney is the founder and owner of Zippy Content. She started a business started a business out of necessity mostly and she works with almost a hundred entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, consultants and pretty much everybody that wants to get into the media because she helps them find podcast interviews and most other things. So Courtney could you share with us a bit about yourself so where you were born and what it was like for you growing up? Yeah definitely. So I was born uh, in Provo, Utah is where my life started. <laughs> um, and then once I was around three, we moved to New Mexico. So that's, that's where I spent my young childhood. Um, I have five siblings that are all younger than me, um, who are all 100% biological. So big family. Uh, I'm the oldest. So um, yeah, definitely very wholesome family upbringing until we moved to California. <laughs> and that's when things got kind of crazy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so once we moved to California, I was uh, 12 when we right. moved here. And it was definitely a huge culture shock. I mean, in New Mexico, I lived in just a tiny town. It was basically a stop sign when we moved there. And it had developed a little bit by the time I turned 12, but, you know, it was a really small town. So moving from there to Cal Southern California, you know, busy capital <laughs> of, you know, the world, you know what I mean? It's just got yeah, yeah. like 20,000 people per square mile or something ridiculous, you know? So it's just, um, yeah, it definitely, things got pretty crazy from there. Um, my parents divorced and... Um, yeah, definitely. I started just experimenting with the wrong things <laughs> through my teenage years. <laughs> so which I think a lot of people can relate to. It's definitely something that I'm realizing, um, you know, is, is pretty normal for people in the entrepreneurial world to come from from kind of a dark background, you know. Yeah, so I mean, what, what was the, the type of things that you you had to do to, I guess, adapt to that change then when you were, you know, moving from, you know, moving from Utah to California. I mean, it must have been pretty big. So, so, so yeah. what, what did you do? So not only did we change locations, but we also, my parents were getting a divorce and we also, so another backstory about myself is I was raised Mormon. So we were very religious growing up. And when my parents got a divorce, that's when we also left the church. So it was like, we moved to California, they got a divorce and our family split apart. And then we left the church, which was like the foundation of my personal beliefs. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it was a, it wasn't just like a, it was literally like jumping timelines in the universe. You know what I mean? Like the things just changed on such a uh, crazy level um, that for me, I kind of, I kind of freaked out about it. You know what I mean? I was, I was a teenager. Um, I started experimenting with drinking and with drugs and you know what I mean? So it really, I had no real um, conception of the subconscious. You know what I mean? So I was just doing everything I can to make it go away, to uh, escape reality. You know what I mean? And to just um, have fun. I was like forcing fun into my life somehow. You know what I mean? By just going out and partying and not thinking about all the other chaos that was going on in my life, you know. So um, it took a while for me to catch on and realize that 
by kind of hiding or putting away my problems that they were just going to fester, you know what I mean? And they were just going to turn into these even bigger problems um, in my subconscious and my ultimately my reality, you know? So it definitely took me down a really rough road. Um, and I, it ended in addiction and overdoses and, you know, some really, really difficult things um, to have to face, you know? So that, is kind of where my journey begins entrepreneurially as well. Like they all kind of tie together. It's really weird. <laughs> so how, how, how do you tie together then? Because you've not really mentioned anything, the, the business related there. So what, yeah. what to make it all sort of link to the, the business side? So when I, when I decided to get clean and to quit doing drugs and to put that whole life aside, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of... I feel like, okay, so I got pregnant like a couple months after I got, um, after I got clean. So that's when I had to start my business was when I was like, okay, so, you know, I can't, I can't go back into the, to the regular, you know, quote unquote business world. You know what I mean? Like I had to figure out a way to work from home. You know, I, I, I was dealing with a lot of subconscious stuff that I didn't realize and, and. I couldn't be in a regular work environment. Like, I really just don't think that I, I, it would have happened for me. Like, it wouldn't have worked out. You know, either I would have had, I've had a lot of mental health days and you know what I mean? So it's definitely been one of those things. And especially with an infant, you know, having a baby, I, there was no way for me to afford to send her to daycare all day. I mean, in California, it's as much as a mortgage to send your kid to full-time daycare, you know? So it just didn't make sense for me to go back into the work world at all. You know, so that's when I kind of had to say, okay, so time to make money from your computer, Courtney. <laughs> like, let's make a break time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, it was it, from there, you know, it's been wild. I, my, I, my dad was actually the first person to ever hire me to find him podcast interviews. So that's kind of where this all began. My dad and I, like, put our heads together. Um, he's got a lot of stuff in the self-help, personal development, and psychology realm. He's got courses and stuff like that. So he's, you know, he's very similar to a lot of my other clients where he wants to get onto podcasts to, you know, spread their message, talk about their business, talk about their courses, book, whatever, you know. So that's what I was doing. Um, And he just hired me as an employee of his company to do this. And so I was just finding him podcast interviews for a couple, for a year and a half, probably without realizing what a gold mine I was sitting on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know? And um, so I built up a network and I kind of learned how to um, handle booking and tracking and all this stuff. And by the time I realized I needed to make more money, we kind of sat down and put our heads together. And he's like, Courtney, I I want you to know that um, you've got a business that you're sitting on top of and you don't even know it. Like people will pay you to find them interviews on podcasts. This is something that people need right now. You know, so I just jumped right into it and I started emailing people asking them if they wanted my services, you know, so, and from there, I just happened to fall into the right networks and, um, I was just learning about it the whole way, you know, so it's definitely been a real like trial and error process figuring out how to do this, but it's been absolutely incredible. 
I'm sure it, it sounds at least to me that it's almost like a bit of a, a roller coaster ride followed by a, a slide <laughs> on the way down into the pool and there's, there's all kinds of fireworks going off in the background. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a perfect description of what's been going on. <laughs> so when you mentioned that you, like, you fell into the right networks, because there's someone that whose profession, if you will, is to get people on to, to podcasts like, like this one. Mm-hmm. What, what did you have to do to get involved, not only with the right people to, you know, people that have podcasts Mm -hmm. and people that also want podcasts, but then there are people, (laughs) so like the, the people that will also benefit the podcaster. So, right, exactly. There are definitely two sides of this coin for sure. So, um, building, I got pretty lucky with my dad because he's pretty reputable in that Um, in his realm. And so I was able to build up a pretty sturdy network of self-help, personal development, mental health podcasts. So that's kind of where I started. And I had this network that was, I mean, it wasn't big. I probably had 30 to 50 podcasters in my network once I got started, which um, that's, that's decent, but we're at 500 now, you know, so it's gotten a lot bigger, you know, so um, that just, you know, I just got pretty lucky with outreach and everything and doing my research properly to find the right podcasts that were in alignment with the messages. Um, and then from there, once I, once I had that network, that's when I kind of put together my packages and services. And I just started emailing people who had been on podcasts. You know what I mean? That I had like seen on these podcasts that I was working with. You know what I mean? So I just started emailing. (laughs) I just started emailing everybody, (laughs) you know? And so it really, it worked out. I mean, when it comes to the client side of things, the people who pay me to be on pod, to help them line up podcasts. um, I fell into a couple networks. Like I emailed Ryan Stuman, who is really big in the entrepreneurial and marketing and sales world. Um, And he's got a huge following on social media and he just so happened to really want to be on lots of podcast interviews. So he was like my first big, big client who made lots of money and was ready to just invest, invest, invest. So I put everything I had into just finding him as many podcast interviews as I could that were within his niche. And he was like pretty blown away in the beginning, you know, especially in the beginning because I I put him on a lot of interviews really quickly. And um, he was like, okay, so I love your services. Like, this is awesome. Uh, I want to expose you to my network. And at the time I wasn't really on social media for work. Like I wasn't really like, I just, I was just starting out, you know what I mean? So he's like, yep, people definitely need to know about you. And he made a couple posts about what we were doing and what I was doing. And it was like, just explosion. (laughs) It was wild, you know, so I got introduced to a lot of other big people that he knew just through him. Um, And then, you know, a lot of it just the network just continued to grow. And it's like tree roots, you know what I mean? And now it's like, just this crazy, awesome thing where people are, I'm most of my clients come in through referrals now. So I've got like this incredible referral network that sends me their clients. And you know what I mean? Because our services work well together and, you know, so I've got people sending me their clients and then I've got podcasters coming to me because they know I need, I need podcasters to my network. So it's kind of turned into just this self-sustaining, self-sufficient thing just through word of mouth, you know what I mean? And through referrals. And I, I genuinely just, I put all of the value and like why this happened in my services themselves. Like it's so cool to be able to be like, yes, like this totally works. 
it's working for me really well. It's working for my clients really well. And I didn't even realize what an incredible tool I was sitting on when I first got started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes that can always be the case, can't it? Sometimes you don't, you don't realize how, how good things are until someone yeah. shows you how good things are sometimes. Yeah, but definitely. It seems, it seems like things, things took off. Like they yeah. started off reasonably well, and then <clears throat> things did just decide to, to take off for you. So what, what was running through your mind like when, when that started? I mean, there's like before it happened, maybe you weren't so sure what was going to happen. And then there's mm-hmm. after it happened, and then it was like, whoa, what was going on there? So I'm curious to know what, what was going through your mind during that, during that time. Oh my gosh, it has been, I mean, I've just been watching this whole thing unfold. Like I genuinely, I feel like the most that I did was just send some emails and like jump on some calls with people and talk to them about it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I feel like very, very blessed because my business, starting my business, I feel like I was in like the Goldilocks zone. You know what I mean? Like just that perfect, not too hot, not too cold, like perfect environment to get this business going. And I, I, it was not many people have that easy of a start. So I feel just very much like the universe just gave me this, you know what I mean? And was like, here, like, this is what you get, you know? So I, this whole time that this has been happening, I'm just sitting here going, holy crap. You know what I mean? This is just incredible. Like, I can't, I can't believe this is happening. I, I didn't even realize I, when I started this, when I first got started like a year and a half ago, my biggest goal was pay off my student loans. You know what I mean? Like that was my biggest goal. And now I'm like, wow, this thing is going to be, I mean, we're global. We're all over the world. We have clients in most countries. You know what I mean? And we have podcasters in most, big, most of the larger companies. You know? So it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's just, you know, it's been incredible. I'm definitely very blessed. And having the right, the right people on, on my side in terms of my employees and the podcasters that I work with, you know, it's just been so much fun. What advice would you give to someone that it might not be a podcast um, getter on her, if, if one of the better <laughs> it, it could be like someone could be sitting on a moment where they're not sure if it's going to work or maybe they're, they're still still sending those emails, you know, maybe they're still at yep. that point where they're sending the, the 500 knowing that maybe they might get one or yep. you know, the, all of those, all those moments that I'd imagine there are people listening that are very, 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 very familiar with. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to those people that are in that situation? Just don't give up. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen if you just keep doing it? I mean, what, you're going to get a couple more people that tell you they're not interested? Like, once you get that person that's like, this is an incredible idea, you know what I mean? It's like so much fuel to the fire, and it's, it's just, it's so worth it to just keep going. There are definitely days where it literally feels like nothing is happening. Everything's stagnant. Nobody's interested. You know what I mean? Clients aren't interested in, in doing interviews anymore. Everybody has those days where it's super terrible. Like I'm, I'm definitely one of those people where I like to make sure that, you know, the people that I'm, I'm, are, I'm talking to on social media realize that I'm not having like a perfect life all the time. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely difficult and it's when you sit down in those moments and just say, okay, so I'm still not giving up. You know, that's when it, that's when the magic is created and that's when it happens. 
I quite like that when you say, "Well, I'm still not going to give up. I'm still not going to, still not going to stop." So I've got nothing yeah. else to do and nothing better to do. So <laughs> this has been legit. So I may as well just, just keep going. Just keep sending those emails. Out of oh yeah, out of curiosity, Courtney, what? How many did you have to send to get the one that, that did actually make the difference? Oh man, so I definitely. I probably sent, you know, a couple hundred emails the first couple weeks. And I had some people that, you know, that nibbled on the idea and that, that jumped on a call with me and they wanted to learn more. But they, I had to learn who my ideal client was and, like, who, who wasn't a good fit, you know. So the first few people that I spoke with, the first 10, 15, 20 people that I spoke with, they, you know, some of them ended up being clients, but they weren't, like, rock solid clients. You know what I mean? Like they were just kind of testing things out and they, I discovered now I know, you know, they definitely didn't have things ready to be on podcasts and to actually benefit from them. You know what I mean? So there's, there was definitely a learning curve for me. And so, um, but I met Ryan. I mean, he was definitely my just earth shattering client that I met that changed the game for me. And when I met him, um, it was probably a month after I had been finding a couple people podcast interviews and, you know, I had been sending, you know, several hundred emails probably by then, you know, so, and then it happened and you know, he, he was an, an easy sell, you know what I mean? I got on the phone and he's like, yep, where do I send the money? You know what I mean? And so it, it happens. You just can't give up. <laughs> you will find that person who's like, yes, take my money. <laughs> I guess, I guess there was an extent as well. Like if, if all you really need is one as well, like you can, you can wait for that one. Like yes. Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes you've got to, you want to shoot for the thing that's big enough whereby you only need the one. Sometimes exactly. You need to be at that, at that point when, okay, if I had one, that, that would be enough. But there's no point in aiming for something, particularly if all you're doing is <clears throat> sending random emails to people. You need to be right. asking for something that you only need one of. And then if you send a couple of hundred, you still only need the one. So Exactly, exactly. And for me, that one turn, turned my business into a machine. You know what I mean? Where, so it was so worth it to just keep going and keep sending the emails because all of a sudden I had clients coming to me and podcasters coming to me just from meeting this one person and, and, and doing outreach properly, which I don't even know at the time I looked back at that script that I sent him and I'm like, how did he even buy this? You know what I mean? Like I didn't know anything about what I was doing. The copy was terrible. The whole thing was terrible. It was just, you know, like seriously, the people in the very beginning, you're probably stressing out about being an expert and having the people look at you like you're an idiot. And you know what I mean? Like you don't know enough. I didn't know anything about sales, about selling podcast interviews, about going on podcasts. I didn't know anything. I was just sending emails saying, I have this thing, you know, so do it. Just do it. Like, seriously, if you have an open mind and you're eager to learn, you're going to meet the right people who are willing to take you under their wing and be like, okay, so this is probably how you should do things or, you know what I mean? And it's, it's going to work for you. What would be your top things to do and things to not do for podcasters and podcast guests when it comes to so we'll, we'll stick to to your area in terms of like the actual interview and booking and all those sort of things so mm-hmm. let's sort of start with the guest first so because people listen to this they might they might want to be on podcasts so right. what would it be your to do's and to don'ts for those people okay so if 
My clients are authors, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, basically anybody who is just up to something, you know, that's, that's, you can talk about, you know what I mean? That's in the online space that you can benefit from. So, um, somebody that isn't in the right place to be on podcasts, in my opinion, just from doing this for a couple of years, um, is, you know, okay. So an example is if you're maybe a real estate agent, a realtor. Okay. So you sell just single family houses. Awesome. I love it. Incredible stuff. But I mean, the people who are really benefiting from doing podcast interviews are establishing themselves as an authority. You know what I mean? And they have somewhere to direct traffic that is going to ultimately, um, you know, make them money. It's going to maintain the traffic that they get so that it doesn't dissipate. You know what I mean? A lot of my clients are sending traffic to a book launch or a launch of, of a course or, you know what I mean? So there's ultimately a goal in mind when you're going on these shows and it's not just to go hear yourself talk like it's that's all it's all cool it's a good interview platform but my services are an investment and there's got to be somewhere that it's going to pay off you know does that make sense yeah it does so it's like you've got to be very very intentional behind it so if you're yes. if you're someone that's selling homes and if you're on a podcast that could be and it could be an international show it could be a worldwide show it could be a show that no one who is local would actually be listening to the show exactly you, exactly you can sell homes till your heart's content on the podcast but you know there'll be no one listening that will actually buy so yeah is there, are you going to get are you going to see a return probably not probably not so, so it's there, just is there an argument for being being specific with the the podcast that you go on then? Wait, repeat that question again. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. It's okay. Is there is there an argument for like being specific with the podcast that you do actually approach to be on? Yeah. So a a lot of people when I jump on a call with them, they're like, "I want to be on the biggest and the baddest podcast. Put me on Joe Rogan." You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I hear that all the time. And it's like, okay, so again, when we're approaching doing this podcast tour, we have an angle and we have a goal. And it's not always about being on the biggest show. It's about alignment with the audience. It's about who you're talking to that actually wants to hear what you have to say and then potentially someday give you their money. You know what I mean? It's people who are going to follow your blog and read it because it's relevant to them. You know, so... This is all stuff that my team's looking for as we're lining up these shows, you know. So um, if I had somebody that was completely in a crazy other niche, you know what I mean, then Joe Rogan and I pitch him to their show, there's no way that they're going to pay attention. These big shows get like thousands of, of guest suggestions per day, you know what I mean? So alignment is the most important thing, and that's how we've been able to build relationships with top podcasts like Tim Ferriss and Ty Lopez and um, Ted, Ted Nugent's wife just called, you know, it just joined our network. You know what I mean? So we're, we're building relationships with these really big shows, but they're, it's alignment. Alignment is the most important thing. So if my client is like, okay, so get me on these big shows and then the show, the, their audience is, it's not going to gain the traction that they need. No matter how big the show is, if it's not in alignment. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess it sort of comes back to this idea of you can have a podcast that might be a small podcast, but mm -hmm. maybe their relationship with the podcaster is quite high. Maybe they've got more than just the podcast. So they've built the relationship yes. with their listeners. And then it's like, well, if they recommend something, they're more likely to buy. So exactly. 
sometimes it isn't about the the podcast as such it's about the relationship with the pod, people that listen in and then they're more exactly. likely to buy or not likely to buy and so it's almost yes. like using a podcast it's not just about a pr thing it's about mm-hmm. okay how do you actually get people to buy what you sell through podcasts yes strategy strategy is the number one through this whole thing so I mean, it's definitely not just a cool interview platform. It is a cool interview platform, but that's not all it is. There's so much more that happens behind the scenes. And you're totally right about just the relationships that come from the interviews. I have clients who they do an interview and then they get along with the podcaster so well and their services complement each other so well outside of the podcast that they become referral partners. They do webinars together. You know what I mean? Like they have these incredible business relationships just because you know, like you and I, we just get to sit and talk for an hour and like learn more about each other, you know? So it's just incredible all around. Definitely a great experience. Here's, here's probably the bit that you get to share. It could be quite funny, this bit, but uh, mm. uh, is there anything that you think you like the person shouldn't do if they want to be on podcasts? So maybe add any like horror stories or... I mean, oh, almost, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, you'd never share names. You just share the things not to do, right? Right, so, right, exactly. So, so what sort of things would you be able to share on, on that front? So without getting too specific, because I'm friends with these people, but this was just for me a P, as a PR professional, it was kind of a nightmare for me. <laughs> so I had these, I had these two people um, who, in my network who they knew each other outside of, of me, but we all had re- business relationships. We all worked together. And so these two people, um, had a really bad falling out. There's actually three people and they, they all happened to be my clients, but there were three people involved. And so there was this huge blow up on social media and it was like people going live talking about each other. And you know what I mean? Like making big long posts about each other. And it was, you know, it was drama. It was definitely drama. And it was one of those things where I was just sitting back going, wow, what do I do? Like these people are all my clients, you know, like I work with all of them. And so for me, when I was just looking at this, like I had never stepped in. I just totally took a step back and was like, this is not my business, first of all. But what I was, what I was kind of gritting my teeth over was that here I was finding all these people interviews on podcasts and it's very you know podcasts are there's a lot of social media involved and they're gonna you know podcast hosts are gonna check out the guests and see what they're like and you know so I'm sitting here going wow they're all just blowing up their social media about each other and I'm supposed to find them podcast interviews like if I was a podcaster looking at their profile and I just see all this stuff I'm gonna be like no I don't know if I want them on my show (laughs) you know so That was kind of how I was looking at it, where I was like, oh, you know, so if you're looking to um, be on podcasts and like really start looking at looking at your um, growing your audience and becoming more of an authority, definitely think about that stuff. You know what I mean? Think about what you're putting out there. Don't share that, you know, don't share that thing that, you know, is really going to set a lot of people off or, you know, whatever, like just try and, you know, try and be a little bit more conscious of who's going to be looking at your profile and and how you present yourself, you know, I'm all for being yourself, you know, but there's definitely a line that, that you should be wary of in the process. <laughs> how, how would we know what that line was? Like how, how would someone 
sort of get a bit of a feel for what the line is. I imagine it would depend. It would depend on the the level that the the person's operating at. So like your yeah, your, most definitely. Your startup might be able to get away with a bit more than right. someone that's you know that wants to be on Joe Rogan, as you mentioned before. And it's like well, right. if you're on Joe Rogan, then you need to be operating a certain way. You need to be, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of like sh- showing up a certain way as well. The way I see it is there's, there's being yourself and there's sharing the ugly side of your story and being vulnerable and, you know what I mean, there's that side of things, which I fully support mm-hmm. and I regularly participate in. But then there's like, you know, make sure that it's appropriate, you know what I mean, and that it's not, it's not something, you know what I mean, if you're going on your Facebook when you're drunk, that is not something that's going to look good no matter what, you know what I mean, so... Yeah. It's like just one of those things where it's like your own intuition on, and it's very situational, but just like be careful, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's, I don't know, I guess maybe that's not the right word, but still, it's just one of those things, you know, I think as a, as a professional, most people, it's kind of common sense anyways, you know what I mean? But um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like you just got to be seen as a professional, like not, yeah. kind of how, you, how you conduct yourself, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, share your personal life, share, you know, share your struggles, whatever, you know, but yeah, just, you know, use your intuition in the, in the process. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, I've, I guess it would depend on, on the podcast or something, but yeah, it's definitely something that, I, d- I don't think that there's a, a hard line that you can draw. I d- I don't exactly. Because I guess if you're, if you're someone that, that lives a particular way and the podcast is in alignment with that, then mm-hmm. I guess not doing that would right. stand in worse stead than, than doing it. Right. So- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. There's not, there's not one thing that I can say do or don't do. Like just, you know, trust yourself and um, you know, it, it is, it is just something that needs to be considered when you're directing a lot of traffic that you want to buy from you to your social media. You know what I mean? Like you, this is, this is about getting people to, um, to latch on to what you're doing and to eventually be primed to, you know, grow your company and to grow your services and to grow your, um, your audience and, you know, your, all of that. So yeah, I mean, if you're, if you really want that to happen successfully, you know, it's just something you got to be wary of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, before we get to the, the last couple of the questions, if someone wants to find out a bit more about yourself, Courtney, and what Zippy has got going on, this is your chance to share links and show social media and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so my website, first and foremost, is zippycontent.com. Um, you can learn more about me and my team, about some of our clients, and, you know, what we're up to there. Uh, you can also ask a question if you'd like to kind of submit an inquiry to me and you can also book a time with me if you'd like to just jump on a call with me to learn more. So the website is a great place to go. Um, also social media, we're, we're definitely on Facebook a lot. Um, I've got stuff going on on my personal page and on my business page that we do. So we do client features on our business page and I, um, I've got a couple live shows that are coming to my personal page. So um, and one of them I'd like you to be on, it's, it's going to be called Unzipped, and it's just kind of a play on our name, Zippy Content. It's about, um, I just want to kind of expose our network of podcasters that we work with and interview you about your show and, and your, what you've got going on, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's I'll, what's going to be I'll, going on. Yeah. yeah, awesome. I would love that. That would be great. 
<laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. So what what's the what's the future for yourself then? So I've heard I've heard a couple of things, but obviously it's nice to hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. <laughs> what's the what, what's the future of Courtney and Zippy? So the future is busy <laughs> um, for, for Zippy, um, always, always in the podcasting arena. We're always accepting podcasters into our network and looking for more clients. But something that's happening for me that's going to be kind of a branch of Zippy and an, an offering that I offer my clients is um, I'm getting my NLP certification right now, which is neurolinguistic programming. And I have this obsession with the subconscious, I think just because of all the, all the stuff that I've gone through in my personal life. And so um, I'm getting certified as a master practitioner of NLP and a life coach. And I'm really going to be diving in to help people um, tackle their subconscious attachments that they maybe don't realize they have that are a detriment to them and their success. Um, you know, really kind of help them just heal so that they don't, um, they're not bringing more trauma to people around them. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So we're really going to be dealing a lot of, a lot with the subconscious and, um, just aligning them with more of what's going to make them happy and, and successful ultimately. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And I have a book that I'm also writing that I'm going to release along with the services once I'm ready to start offering them, which is just going to be a really, it's going to be my story of, of just, really in detail everything that I've dealt with on a subconscious level and, and how I got, you know, how I fixed it, so to speak, or how I'm dealing with it. And um, just so people can really get a good idea that I actually do know what I'm talking about and I'm not just deciding to be a life coach at random. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it does make perfect sense. I mean, you, you, do, you do see it quite a bit as well. So it's always nice to have uh, the story to back up the uh, the expertise so to speak. exactly exactly yeah that's that's the goal so that's what i'll be doing <laughs> over the next six months to a year so oh awesome it's like you've got you've got everything pretty much pretty much nailed down for yourself then for 12 months which is it's always a nice thing to have yes very exciting stuff i def i feel very just blessed that i'm able to to keep growing and to that Zippy is just kind of a self-sustaining machine at this point. Like, thank you to my team. Like, everybody is just, it's been, you know, it's been an incredible process. I love it. Awesome. All right. So we've got one last question, Courtney, and I ask all my guests this, and we've had funny questions to silly questions to questions that people would probably wish I'd left off the recording. Uh, <laughs> and it's what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, but what the world, you know, I, I got into this industry first and foremost so that I could be home with my family, home with my child. You know what I mean? So, uh, people see me talking about work all the time on social media, but I am a family person and that, you know, I'm a homebody. I love to just be at my in comfortable clothes and with my daughter and, um, sisters, you know what I mean? So that's the most important thing to me. And I think when you have those, um, those kind of values placed in the forefront, that's when the real success comes because you have that motivation. And so, you know, it, it's also like, follow me on social media, be, be my client, but you know, I'm a, I'm a family and I'm a friend person. And, and so ultimately that's what you'll be to me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Awesome. All right, Courtney. Well, thanks for being a guest on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. And for those that are new to the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future guests. Make sure you check Courtney out as well. See your content is only going to get bigger. And thank you so Courtney, much. Thanks again. I'm sure we'll, we'll keep in touch. Yes. Thank you so much again for having me. I appreciate it so much.